0: Welcome back to Sixer Saturdays. After a very long layoff, we're finally back for our mid-season review. Uh, the Sixers our one-seed Sixers, our MB list Sixers, and soon-to-be possible Eastern Conference Finals participants. Welcome, Brendan.
1: Thank you. It's good to be back.
0: It's been it's been a long time.
1: Yeah, it was interesting least. that you went with you just went with eastern conference finals participants
0: like the colts afc championship participant or runner-up or whatever they have that <laughs> banner
1: like that's but, uh, that's
0: what i think is going to be this year should have
1: gone with like potential eastern conference regular season champions or we'll get we'll
0: get to that with the schedule but we we have quite a few things have happened since we last started I think we did our last one right after Doc Rivers got hired. Yeah. Anyway, the season was about to start. Yeah. So I said Doc Rivers was a horrible hire. Um, airing that out now, I think it's been a good hire. He bothers me when he plays all the bench players at once for yeah, an extended amount of time. But I kind of like the hedging your bets and just saying, yeah, I think 38 minutes of my starters are better than 48 minutes of your rotation Yeah, kind of mindset. And it's worked this far thus far. So that's been interesting. Daryl Morey has been since we last talked non-existent probably in a good way. But yeah. the last time we talked was right after the, uh, right after the Horford trade and Seth Curry trade, the draft. So all of that was if Daryl Morey didn't exist, we wouldn't know it. That's kind of the mindset that I'm operating Except, on. So. He's,
1: he's pretty uh, active on Twitter. That's how he keeps
0: I'm retired. We talked yes. earlier, but I am retired. So I wouldn't know.
1: Yeah. Uh, but, I, like, I, what was that? I do know. I was just going to say I agree. I like the Doc Rivers hire. I also hate what he does with the bench players. But, obviously, it's kind of working right now. And uh, I kind of like that Darryl Morey just said, here the moves we're going to make before the season. And then kind of is just sticking it out. And I kind
0: of think he might stick it out for the whole year. So we'll start with that, with free agency. Um, PJ Tucker the, went to the Bucs.
1: It's just the, the trade deadline.
0: Well, the trade deadline. Excuse yeah. so me, not free agency, the trade deadline. PJ Tucker to the Bucs. That was the first Eastern Conference team to make a move in a while. But the big chipper was James Harden to the Nets. We haven't talked about it. We don't really need to talk about it. It was two months ago. But that trade – Talking about Darryl Morey, how he hasn't made a move. I am positive that he thought James Harden was a sixer.
2: Yeah. Positive. I agree.
0: That would have been I would have lost it. I remember I, I put on WIP on the radio.com app, free plug, for the in the first time for the first time since I think like high school. And I was listening to it. And that's when I went in to make lunch into the kitchen and I just heard the news break, James Harden of the Nets, and I just Dropped in the kitchen. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. I was so upset. I sold myself on Harden. I was very pro-Harden. I was very adamant about being trade sims for Harden if the trades there do it. But, man, they would definitely be the finals favorites if they made that trade.
1: Yeah. I I wasn't – I mean, it sounds like you were kind of supr- almost surprised, but I wasn't really shocked that it happened. And I also – I mean, I was – More disappointed that he was on the Nets than I was disappointed that he wasn't on the Sixers, if that makes sense. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. No, yeah, I I agree.
1: Like if he just... Kyle Lowry's
0: situation we'll talk about.
1: Yeah. If he had just gone pretty much anywhere else, I wouldn't have been... I would have just been like, I wish we had him, but this isn't that big of a deal. But since we didn't get him and he goes to the second, probably the second biggest contender in the conference, that was sort of the thing that really was upsetting for me.
0: I think the funny part about this whole thing is when you look at the Drew Holiday trade package that the Bucs made, if they added one, maybe two, or no, if they added one first and Chris Middleton, they could have gotten James Harden very easily for that package, especially before the season when everybody was still, ah, Harden's out of shape. I don't know if he's that good. He's 31. And everybody was just kind of either on one side of, no, he's not worth it. And the other side of, then the other side being do it. Yeah. I think it took three games. No, it actually took one game. Chardonnay, I think, 44 the first night. For everybody realized, oh, his value is actually where it is. Yeah. Or it should be. I mean, the, the trade they got was great for them. The team absolutely stinks. They've lost 20 in a row, I think, if I remember correctly. Um, the Rockets. Yeah. They've lost 20 in a row. That's where we are right now in – Four days, three days before the trade deadline. John Wall, we didn't talk about that. John Wall is now is now a Houston Rocket. Yeah,
1: he's probably the biggest loser in that whole situation.
0: I mean, I just pulled up their ESPN and has their 2020 schedule and has like their last however many games. There's only one Green W on it, and it was against the Grizzlies back in uh what day was this? This was when the Grizzlies were nine and eight on the season. That's how far back we are. This was uh this was the Super Bowl weekend. Wow. Super Bowl weekend was the last time the Rockets won a game. So that's kind of the timeline we're working with for Houston. Yeah.
1: I think I think John Walt probably is the biggest loser because I feel like this might he, he's probably not really gonna ever be on a
0: on a contender. Especially on his contract. I mean if you're gonna if you're gonna be somewhere on that contract, you wanna be in either Houston or Miami. Just Purely off taxes.
1: Yeah, yeah, true.
0: He's gonna make a ton more doing what yeah. he is there than he is in Washington D.C. So
1: maybe he's not the biggest loser. But
0: I mean, Victor Oladipo. Yeah, that's true. He's. Are they trading him? I guess this goes to the trade deadline. It sounds like he's getting traded.
1: Yeah. I don't know I, if anybody wants him. I don't. I haven't seen any like anything substantial on that, but.
0: I saw that Woj had a tweet today that said the, basically the names that you're hearing today and over this past weekend were more of a precursor to GMs that are kicking the tires and seeing what they can get on guys. Yeah. Just like kind of reaching out and hearing about their value. And most guys, it's more of a – for a lot of guys, it's a future play for this summer what they can expect to get for them versus now – I was listening to uh, Zach Lowe earlier today and he was talking a little bit about um, how the Pacers, they they have no idea what they're doing. He said they have a lot to learn in the next couple days because they have a hundred. I think he said they have 121 million already under the cap for next year and they have multiple players not signed. So they kind of have to come to that terms okay. of, are we going to offer sheet guys? Are we going to let them walk? Are we going to trade them? That's kind of where they are now. For uh, How do they even get into that position? I think because Sabonis and uh, Turner are just expensive. Yeah. and Because they, they unloaded Old Depot, but still. That's um, a terrible spot to be in. Yeah, they were talking about TJ McConnell leads the league in steals. They said TJ McConnell. Could possibly get eight million dollars a year this summer, Jesus. just based off of the Pacers dumping a lot of guys and just throwing them money, or another team saying, "Hey, I liked what that guy did," and yeah, end good. up uh, end up getting paid. Good for him. I mean, yeah, I love that. But he said, "The DJ Augustine Memorial." Oh my god! I just paid my backup point like card eight million dollars contract.
1: <laughs> yeah. Still yeah, nice I mean, to see for him.
0: Brogdon makes a lot. Sabonis. These they have very tradable contracts. Very tradable. Brogdon makes 20. Sabonis makes 20. Turner makes 18. Lavert makes 16. Warren makes 12. Lamb makes ten and a half. McDermott makes 7.3. Justin Holiday six. And then just goes down. This team has a few guys we could potentially go after. Yeah. Especially because every single guy on the roster we could hypothetically get just by trading Danny Green in a first
1: out of those guys who,
0: who would you like to see them get so personally if i could do anything i wanted to make a trade on this roster i would try and trade for this wouldn't help them in any way but doug mcdermott yeah he's 13 points a game he'd be good off the bench he's making 7.3 million which is below that uh trade exception we have we have the 8.1 million dollar trade exception so I think I think the way it works. I tried to look this up today and couldn't find anything. But I think the way this works is. I, I I did a bunch of research. I couldn't find a solid answer, but it sounds like, you can trade for a guy below 8.1 million. But you can't combine that. So Jeremy Lamb makes 10 and a half. You can't, do like. The 8.1 million kicker, and Mike Scott to reach that. Yeah. It has to be a guy that's under. So anybody making less than eight, I think it's within a hundred thousand. So 8.2 and below anybody on that list we can get without, uh, okay. without giving up any value. Unless yeah. we look, like we, if we wanted to, we could, but hypothetically, we could trade if we wanted to, two first round picks for Doug McDermott, which we wouldn't do, but yeah, we could that's do true. it cap wise. That's the advantage of that. That was why P.J. Tucker was so interesting because I think he made exactly eight point one, so yeah. he fit right into that slot where we didn't have to give up anybody. I remember his value two months ago. Everybody said, "Oh, it's more or less two second-round picks for P.J. Tucker it was a fair deal," and that clearly wasn't true because they just got first and somebody. I think I know they, they were two. They sent Milwaukee sent two firsts and a player and they got their first back, that's how I think the, I think the trade went, did, and Tucker. Did,
1: did the Sixers really like even make an attempt
0: on it? I don't, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think that was just Milwaukee came in and said, we'll give you first-round picks, yeah. and Houston said. And it probably was one of those Bill Belichick, if this leaks, it's no deal kind yeah. of situations. So I think that's kind of – they probably went in and just highballed the offer and – nobody else was going to compete with it because nobody else was willing to give up a, a first plus for pj tucker
1: it's like that kind of makes me think if if they weren't going to make any attempts on that that like they're pretty satisfied with what
0: they've got right now i think it's either that or they're trying to make a run at somebody yeah. like I, I don't think Daryl morey's testing the field anymore i think he's kind of in the hardened sense where it's either they're going to go get uh they're going to go get Lowry. Or they're going to go get somebody else that they like, or they're not going to do anything. Like, I don't think it's going to be – I think he might just rely off the uh, buyout market after this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that, that's probably a good move by him. I mean, I don't know what you think, but I don't really, I don't really see the Low- Lowry thing happening.
0: It's been too quiet. That's kind of my thing. It was very loud a couple of weeks ago, but I later found out that was just a fake – Twitter kid that drummed up an entire two days worth of Lowry talk.
1: Yeah. I think it's mostly just like fans just being like, We want this guy.
0: He keeps tweeting, he keeps wearing like Philly stuff and posting on Instagram, like him in the Eagles hat. Yeah. Him in the North Philly stuff. And everyone's like, Oh, he wants to come to Philly, which I wouldn't be surprised if like if I'm Kyle Lowry and he had interest in playing in Philly. I mean, yeah, this would be probably the perfect place for him. If he like if you wanted to play in Philly, now's the time. You could play one you can play half the season. Can do your stint here, be on a contender, because I don't know him going to Miami doesn't make them a contender in my eyes. Um they'd be annoying. They'd be very annoying. But I if he wants to play in Philly on a con if he wants to play on a contending team and would like to play in Philly, now's the time to do it. I don't think this summer signing a he'll make he'll get a four year probably a three year, thirty-six million dollar contract at least this summer. He's still playing well. I think he'll still get the money. So what would
1: you be willing to give up for him?
0: Uh, I would give Danny Green a first. Uh, I don't know what contracts we need. I think Lowry makes 30, so it would be like Mike Scott, Terrence Ferguson, that's eight and a half million right there. Danny Green, that's 24, and honestly, I'd give up Maxie. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have any value. Not that Max doesn't have value. I just don't think he has value to us.
1: Yeah, I think he'll probably be pretty solid, but I agree with you.
0: I, yeah, I think I he'll be a good bench scorer.
1: Yeah. I don't – I think, like – I don't think they need Lowry as badly as some people are making it sound. I don't – I think it could be kind of a weird fit.
0: I, so, the big positive for, for Lowry is the defense and shooting – which is yeah. kind of exactly what Danny Green does but Lowry can handle the ball because right now in the playoffs who do you trust to handle the ball and make their own shot that's kind of my one kicker like yeah. Seth Curry yeah he's good at it but when the when it's not crunching time I don't
1: yeah I don't I want him, I
0: don't want him handling the ball
1: yeah I guess that's kind of why I wanted Harden cuz he can make his own shot but like
0: the offense would have been so smooth
1: yeah but i i I don't know i think there's like a pretty solid difference between harden's ability to do that and lowry's ability to do that
0: yeah i think the one plus is if you're going to go get a guy you want a guy that can help down the stretch of a game and obviously he can that like for he's definitely the best player i would imagine getting where you because you you don't have to give up any of your top three guys for him I don't think you have to give up Bible for him. And I think Thibault's. I think Thibel's actually much more important than I thought he was three weeks ago. Yeah. Even – like, he's playing much – he's been playing much better on offense, but even offensively aside, I think the value he brings on the defensive end in the series against Brooklyn, not only this year, but the next two years as well, on his contract, I think is much more valuable than – Yeah. I think he got credit for
1: Yeah, I – he – he could be huge in that series. I he would probably be willing to hit. Ha- It'd be worth it to hang on to him just for that series. I mean, I think he's gonna have to get major minutes in that series.
0: Absolutely. I think it's when you look at the the rosters. Seth Curry can get played off the court in a second against that team. Yeah. And if Thibault can hit threes at a thirty-four percent rate, I'm very comfortable with him in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a question of what, like whether you just want to try and stop them or you just want to keep up with them like scoring wise. And I think the answer has to be you try and win that game on the defensive end.
0: Yeah. It's like when you're playing what everybody says about LSU basketball this year, you're not going to beat them in a race to 85. Yeah. If it's not, if the winner has 90 points, you're not going to win. Yeah. It's just, it's just, if you're trying to race them to the first 225, you're going to lose in four. Yeah. It's just exactly. not going to happen.
1: I agree hundred percent. I think he's going to be, possibly the most uh, not the most important player but a huge part of them winning that series
0: I think you could steal a game one in Brooklyn very easily if you were if we dropped down to the two or even the three and you go if you beat uh if you beat the box I think you could steal a game one by just punching them in the mouth and walking the ball up the court every time
1: yeah I agree with that but you I don't know I was just kinda of going back to to Lowry real quick. I think I think off, I think he would help more defensively than he would offensively. Like I think that could adding him could make the offense kind of cuz like when, it, when we were talking about Harden, it kind of seemed like Simmons would have been the piece so there would have been yeah. no, no Simmons and we would have had Harden and that that would have been great, but if we're putting Lowry and Simmons on the floor at the same time, I think that could get kind of tricky. Like, yeah, I think,
0: just, Lowry, you're basically telling him to be a spot-up shooter on offense. Yeah. Hand the ball when we need you to, but more or less when Simmons has the ball, you're spotting up on the wing.
1: Yeah. which you, you can he'd...
0: shoot, but Danny, that's that fits more into Danny's the, yeah, skill set.
1: That's why I don't really know if – because you're probably giving up Danny Green, so I don't know if it's totally worth it.
0: I think you have to give up Danny, just pure salary-wise. No, like, yeah, not you, just... you can't stack the – uh the problem is we can't. You can't stack the. Um, you can't stack that. Trade uh, exception.
1: But I'm saying like I'd rather have, Danny Green to do what he's good at than Kyle
0: Lowry to do what Danny Green
1: is, good
0: at. I will give Kyle Lowry right here. He's shooting, thirty nine and a half percent off seven threes a game. Okay, that's that is better than I thought, but. It's the it's the best he's done in the last few years. The last few years it's been. It was 39 this year, 35, 35, 40, 41,
1: 39, yeah. 34, 38.
0: pretty solid. I he's still usually got... a bat league average, give or take a few percent. Yeah.
1: I don't know if I really see him, like, wanting to be and also just working out as a guy that is just sort of 3 and D kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, I, don't, yeah, I just he's... don't think that's him.
0: Danny's shooting 39% off six attempts. So it's really just the ball handling. Yeah. Where the one thing I'm more comfortable putting Lowry on Kyrie or um, Harden. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Because I think it's Simmons on KD, definitely, the whole series. And then if he needs a break, you can put Danny on him. But. And then Thibel. Um, right now our three defenders are Embiid obviously the center, but then Danny or excuse yeah, Danny, Simmons, and Thibel. So Danny or jeez. Oh, I'm trying I, to think right now.
1: I agree with you that I'd rather have I would rather have Lowry for that series, but I don't know if I'd rather have him just overall.
0: What are you doing defensively with the roster right now? I'm just curious. Are you putting – Simmons on KD. I think he has to be. Yeah, I don't really see – And then is Tobias on whoever their fifth starter is? You know, Jeff Green. Well, what are you – what are you
1: imagining, like – are you imagining the Sixers starting five to be the same as it has been all year?
0: Um, I'm switching out Seth for Theibel.
1: You think he starts –
0: I think Thibault starts that will start this series. Yeah, I think he yeah. plays at least thirty-five minutes. No, maybe a thirty. Maybe a thirty-five. Maybe closer to thirty. But then I think I would, he plays significant.
1: No, I would probably put him on. I'd probably put him on Harden and let Danny Green take Kyrie. Mm-hmm. And then yeah, obviously Simmons on, KD. And
0: then Tobias on Joe Harris. Yeah. It's just so Lowry would make it such a cleaner fit defensively. Yeah, yeah
1: there'd be no questions, but now it's kind of, you got to think about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, the, your advantage, I know a lot of people, especially my friends are saying, even about the Nets today, it's, oh, well, who's going to guard Embiid? And I just have a big problem with that statement. <laughs> and I know well, I've, I've told them that.
1: I think the bigger issue is who is Embiid going to, or, or not who is Embiid going to guard, but like he's, He's not useless on defense because obviously he's like a great room protector. They're, they're a perimeter like, team. Yeah, yeah. The, it's not like they have a big that he needs to stop.
0: The good thing about that is I think he would average 40 a game in that series strictly yeah. based off of he doesn't have to exert nearly as much energy on the defensive end as he would in the Milwaukee series. Yeah. Or a Lakers series. Where, by the way, I think this team matches up tremendously against the Lakers. I
1: agree. I think I said that That was my
0: – I said for – when I was talking to my friends about the Harden trade, I said if the Sixers traded sevens for Harden, I would a thousand percent pick them to win the East and give them a fifteen percent chance to beat the Lakers.
1: Yeah. I think I said on the the pregame show if or like the the pre
0: preview, yeah.
1: Yeah, the last time we did this, if uh, if they make it to the finals, I think they can or will win. But if but I think the hardest part is just gonna be the Brooklyn series. Yeah. But if they somehow – Brooklyn's beat, the
0: favorite.
1: Yeah, I know. But I think if the Sixers could beat Brooklyn, they'll win. They'll, very good what, chance they'll win.
0: What would you put there? Yeah, I think, I think the winner's definitely coming out of the East this year. Yeah. You, what would you give the Sixers chances as constructed to beat Brooklyn?
1: I don't think they have a very good chance of beating Brooklyn. I'd say like – twenty five. Yeah, I was about to say 30.
0: I'd say 25-30 as well, yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think the Embiid argument—just the biggest hole there for me was last year's Celtics series. They yeah. lost in four. Embiid had thirty and twelve. Embiid averages is he averaged last year in that Celtics series exactly what he averages now. Had no yeah. effect on that series at all. They got blown out three out. I four think games. it's
1: kind of like a given that he's gonna have a really great offensive series if they're playing Brooklyn. But I don't think I just don't think it matters that much.
0: The, the argument is okay. Joel Embiid averages fifty points. Where your where's your other sixty points coming from?
1: Yeah, it's just but, they just don't have it. Especially when you have to put Thibault on the floor, like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you like they're gonna have to play Thibault, and then you've got Thibault and Simmons, who obviously like, I mean, they can score, but they're not. That's not score, They're, they're out, not scorers. They can yeah, score, but not they're, they're not scorers.
0: yeah, so. Tobias is going to have to give you at least twenty five a game.
1: Yeah, at least. I mean, you are going to need Tobias and Embiid to both like have oh, the well. best series of their careers.
0: Yeah, which I'm not. I have no trouble putting my chips in saying B will. It yeah. does Tobias and Co. as yeah. well. And scoring wise, you Sc- I
1: are mean, also going to like. It's almost it's a very that's a very tricky situation because like you, you then you are going to probably need something out of the bench. Too, but you can't even Furkan. really afford to be playing them that much because then you're even more of a liability on defense.
0: Yeah, like how many minutes is Furkan Korkmaz playing in that series? He's either playing 25 or 7. No yeah. in between. He's averaging th- 20 right now.
1: I think right now it's probably going to be too 7. Much? No, yeah. like I don't I don't oh. think he's going to play that much in the series. Yeah. All right, now that we're discussing this, I kind of do like getting Lowry.
0: Yeah, I, I, I'm just, i just – I think he's a low-risk, high-reward guy. Yeah. Worst-case scenario, you lose Danny Green on – who's an expiring? He wasn't coming back anyway, yeah. unless if he takes a significant pay cut. And then you're losing Maxie, who I don't know how much he's helping this team win a championship in the next two years either way, yeah. not including this year. Probably not much. Like, Shake would get minutes. I, I don't trust Shake in the playoffs at all. No. That's the that was the big Harden thing for me.
1: It's, but the other thing that would kind of scare me is that like if you make that move to get Lowry, you're basically making that move to win for to win one series. Like you're just getting him to win one.
0: One. I series. think he helps in the Lakers series.
1: Yeah, I, think he I guess
0: for the whole I think, playoffs. Like I don't know how much Danny. Like I think, I think what you're getting in trade package for Lowry adds more value to Danny Green. Definitely, especially with them both being, uh, yeah. both being expirings.
1: Yeah, I guess you're right. I don't know. I for, like. I just like the way that the roster is constructed right now, and I it fits. We I'm haven't almost, had a
0: roster that's fit.
1: Yeah, and I'm almost nervous to do something that will throw
0: that off. Because the one thing about that is, is Tobias Harris. She's still playing the four.
2: Yeah. Is yeah, Kyle kind of
0: Lowry like is everything. who's who's playing what position? I I know there's positionless basketball positions don't matter, but last year Tobias Harris clearly was not good at the three.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you bring in because Danny Green, he's a clear three on the offensive end. He's a wing shooter. He's he's not taking anything away from the post. Yeah. Whereas if Kyle Lowry's handling the ball now, where's Ben Simmons gonna go?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it it kind of throws everything off, especially with the starters. Like, yeah, I don't know. I kind of – now this decision is even harder than it was before. Like, now I kind of want Lowry because I think that gives him such a better chance of beating the Nets. But, like you're saying, if you bring him in, there's so many adjustments you have to make. And I don't – you get this far in the season, like I don't know if these guys are even – are going to be able to just make those adjustments that easily. Like Tobias, I mean, is having one of the best years of his career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't know if you definitely want to do anything that is going to affect that for him.
0: I know Aaron Gordon just became available. Sorry, my friend just texted me. He, became, he requested a trade today to get away, quote, large market contender where uh, advertising uh, is a possibility.
1: So he's like looking to make some money, or what is that?
0: Yes, he wants to go somewhere where he can make advertising money. I don't know if he would. There's like three teams that come to mind: four teams, the LAs, yeah, Philly and Brooklyn. Like it's the only teams that would make sense.
1: He's not going to go to Brooklyn. Maybe the
0: Knicks. I could see the Knicks making a run at him. Yeah, like solidifying a playoff spot, having a high flyer come in. Yeah, I'd actually like to see that, that. Actually, yeah,
1: yeah. I kind of – I'm kind of liking the Knicks right now. Like, I I just feel like it's good that they're kind of good again.
0: Yeah, they're not bothering anybody. They're just kind of sitting at that six yeah. seat where nobody really cares. Yeah. I, I like that a lot, actually.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing Aaron Gordon go there. It's funny think... seeing
0: them. It's funny seeing them on the playoff standings. Yeah. Especially yeah, I it, think it, they're above the Celtics right now.
1: It's always like, oh, is this a mistake? And then obviously not. I don't know if Aaron Gordon would really work out here or in
0: Brooklyn. A lot of people t- – I know he's different, but I view him in the same way as I view Zach Levine. Fake Is
1: that good. Zach Levine?
0: I think they are fake good. That's my term for it. That's good stats, bad team. Yeah. Fake good. I think they're fake good. I just – I don't trust either of them in yeah. a contender situation.
1: I, w- yeah, I wouldn't want to see him come here.
0: No. I don't know what we'd give up. I don't know what his contract looks like. But I, just went, uh, I just saw today he went. I just saw today he went. He requested a trade.
1: <laughs> That's kind of a funny reason. a market that you can advertise.
0: Yeah, he was very, I, the report was very adamant about him. And people were saying the Celtics, Multiple people are saying the Celtics are on the top list of teams. I could see that. That I would not. What like. the Heat? What about the Heat? I wonder if you do that. Yeah, advertising in the heat. Jimmy Butler's getting advertised all over the place.
1: That's true. Ultra. Yeah. He actually—he was is, the first yeah. ultra guy. Yeah.
0: Him, it's him, and now Brooks is in. Yeah. I love Brooks. But I
1: didn't even think about that. Yeah, Jimmy Butler's all over the place.
0: He's like he really—I didn't think Miami was a big ad place. I thought that was more just a party place. Yeah. But I guess now, because he he got the ultra deal before the playoffs last year. Yeah, the big thing was him – the, the big commercial was him packing to go to bubble. Oh, yeah. And, and he did that dance. I love that. I love that commercial so much. I thought <laughs> it was a star. I forgot something. about that. That was probably my favorite commercial in the I last year. I still don't. What would you say? That was my favorite commercial in the last year.
1: I still don't really see Miami as like the same. Oh, not at all.
0: I think that was and, a fluke.
1: No, I not mean – A fluke. In this advertising thing, like – I don't see them as the same as New Yorker. Or-
0: but I think they—I don't think they're the same as New York. But I think when's the last time we've seen a Knicks player in the advertisement? I don't remember seeing Mellow anywhere.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: <laughs> the Nets are going to be popular. Yeah. Just they just have the best players. I think the advertising dollars really just come with who are the best players.
1: Yeah, I agree. Except like
0: Blake, Blake Griffin dropped off the face of the earth when, earth when he went to the Pistons, though. Yeah. L.A. is it- definitely if you play in L.A., you're going to get good ads. Does Giannis have anything? I
1: feel like he has
0: He's he something. Well, not? know. Well, Tatum and Draymond have the subway ad. Yeah. Giannis is in something. He might be one of the gambling guys like uh MGM. He yeah. might be.
1: Damian Lillard has uh Hulu like Hulu. Hulu, yeah. And I feel like that's kind of proof that you don't necessarily have to be.
0: I don't think there's a smaller market in Portland.
1: Yeah, you don't have to be a huge huge market.
0: Giannis talks
1: TCL. He's a big deal with TCL. Yeah, Aaron Gordon now. I mean, maybe just be better and you'll get some advertising.
0: Oh, is he State Farm? Is Giannis State Farm with Chris Paul?
1: That sounds right.
0: Although I absolutely hate those commercials. I don't mind them. I feel like he... No, I don't think he is. It's Chris Paul and someone. I feel like Giannis sounds right, but I don't think he is. You know, he's not. It's oh, not. well. No. I I mean... Yeah, I think... And B's Hulu, Lillard's Hulu, Baker's Hulu. There's the three Hulus I know.
1: I've never There's heard there. of anyone requesting a trade for that reason, though.
0: I think it was a contender... Is. Two was a market with advertising possibilities. Yeah, I guess he saw the subway commercial and said, "I could deal with Boston." Yeah, but they're not a contender. They're they were below five hundred forty-eight hours ago, so I don't know what to. It's think a pretty
1: specific request for a trade, too. So, like, I guess like Milwaukee would be off the table.
0: No, I saw the Celtics are trying to make a run at at uh, Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon. Yeah, I don't Sorry. think he requested the Celtics, but I think he was there. On the list, quote-unquote. Okay. So, if we want to move on, the Sixers are first in the East. Let's go right to this real quick. And B's hurt. We saw the Shams report that said – that came out either yesterday or today that said, we think he's going to push that two-week table. So, probably about a week left until he comes back. That injury was horrifying.
1: Yeah. That was – Definitely the scariest of any of his scares before,
0: because all the scares before were he pops back up, limps a little, goes to the locker room, and it's yeah. like, oh no. This one was the first time he's actually been down on the court in pain. Yeah, LeBron one happened a few weeks ago when he was going yeah. up for the dunk, but yeah, even and it then just got looked
1: up. bad. Like
0: I thought just, there was yeah. no chance that he was playing again this season.
1: Anyone that saw that had to have thought that that could have been career ending
0: and i don't want to say the philly sports cliche like oh of course that to philly sports yeah. man the first thing that popped into my head was carson once against the rams yeah that was the first thing and i remember i said to my friends that night i texted them because my friends i was watching that rams game with them back in 17 and i said 35 minutes before once towards acl i said god forbid carson once there's acl i would donate both of mine <laughs> and i texted my friends i'm like guys good news i didn't say that before Embiid did, so I think we're fine. And sure enough, I woke up to the news the next morning of no injury, and I was just bouncing off the walls. I, didn't yeah. know what, I was just so excited.
1: I, I was, like, shocked when, that, when they said that, too. I mean, I, 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 thought, I thought for I,
0: sure. I didn't let myself get too high on anything. I know Doc was like, oh, Embiid's in good spirits, and some of the reporters said, oh, Embiid feels really good. But I just remember – the picture that the reporter took of Carson Wentz eating dinner in a yeah. leg cast out of a buffet outside the locker room. I'm like, oh, he's only in a leg cast or in, yeah. a, in a knee brace. He'll be fine. We'll be back in two weeks. So I just didn't let myself. I was like, oh, well, Phil Rivers played on tour at ACL in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. We'll be fine.
1: Yeah, when they first said, like, oh, he's, he's feeling all right, I was like that they're just saying this. Like, there's yeah. still no way that it's not terrible.
0: Yeah, and especially the – I saw a late night report. It was like 4 a.m. your time. And it was always going to bed. And I saw a report that said like, we won't know the, the actual results for tomorrow, but it looks good as of like, but as of right now, it looks good. And that was the, first, I think it was like sham said that. Yeah. I said, we won't the final results, but so far so good. I thought, all right, maybe we're something. And I started to think a little bit, but I didn't, I didn't let myself hope. I told yeah. my roommate, prepare for the be- prepare for the worst hope for the best and that's what we got two weeks like, even if he's up for another month
1: yeah honestly as long as he comes back and is healthy this isn't really like the worst thing
0: the only thing's the mvp
1: yeah which, no it, it sucks for him but
0: in terms of the ladder that came out today it's or yesterday or i don't know when it came out i think it may come out on a saturday It said Jokic one, Lillard two, Giannis three, LeBron four, and beat five. Giannis – or excuse me, LeBron obviously just uh, got a high ankle sprain over the weekend. He'll be out six to eight weeks pretty much until the rest of the season's over, the regular season's over.
1: Yeah, so he's probably
0: done. And then Giannis – Giannis is weird. I think there's no chance he gets it. I think he's one of those – he'll be at the top of the charts – but he won't get a single, uh, a single MVP vote.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're t- like, obviously, their team's like really good, but like, if it's fatigue. What?
0: It's MVP fatigue. Yeah. It happens with everyone almost. The thing about him is like, for Steph, they won the finals the year he won MVP. Yeah. So they had a reason to give it to him the next year. It's like, oh, well, this guy showed up in the playoffs. So we can give him MVP again. Giannis went to the conference finals one time, blew a 2 0 lead, and then hasn't been back since. Yeah. I mean, I think they're just – they're almost like, all right, dude, you need to get to the finals or at least get to the conference finals again. Yeah. Because last year – like, in, last year in the East, the way – for how open the East was, to not make it to the – to not make it to the conference finals, just kind of – I think the voters are just done with him until he does, even though I know it's a regular season award and past seasons shouldn't mean anything. But the voters are human. They think the same way we do, Yeah, it's especially since the storylines. I think it's, all right, we're not going to give you any awards until – they're like last year they gave him Depoy, they gave him MVP. My pick for Depoy, by the way. And Yoke equals my MVP pick last year. If we remember, I was a year behind. But that being said, I think the voters are tired of him and he's just on the NBA list to give him credit for being a top three seed again.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think he's going to win it. I think it's going to come down to Embiid and Jokic, and I think Jokic probably gets it because of this Embiid injury, but I also think if, if Embiid comes back and they play really well and they somehow get the one seed, I think they'll give it to him.
0: I do too. I think if it's if he blows everybody away in the last month and a half, because you got or two months, because you got to think May sixteenth is the last game of the or the last the yeah the last game of the year. If he puts in, if he comes back in a week, he'll have six plus weeks to solidify himself and try yeah. and make a comeback. And I think at that point, if he's so far above and beyond Jokic, then I think they're just gonna say, "Hey man, he had to miss games for COVID, and he missed seven games because he got hurt. We're not gonna yeah. hold that over his head, and we're gonna give it to him."
1: Yeah, I think – I mean, obviously, injuries can happen in a, in a year, but I think especially in this year, like, they're going to – missing games isn't going to hold as much weight as it, as it did before.
0: The, the only other name on the list that is interesting is Lillard at two. But Portland is – they're just not that good. I yeah. do some of the seeding for it. They are the sixth seed in the West. They're tied yeah. for fifth. They're tied for fifth. So, if they make a run – at a top three seed, top four seed, then maybe. But as of right now, I don't think they're going to give it to him. Um, Like, the Russ Westbrook one was strictly uh, narrative-driven.
1: Yeah, I think Lillard's probably deserving of it at this point. But, Mm -hmm. like, I agree. They got to be better for him to win it.
0: I was talking to my friends today about rookie of the year, how the only guys that win it from the Western Conference are the guys that are clearly the best player, the best rookie. I I didn't realize the East Coast buys until I got out here where – it's very clear. Like nobody talks about West Coast sports.
2: Yeah.
1: It's Pac-12 kind of it, for the tournament. Yeah. That's Everyone's what I was like, saying,
0: "Oh, the Pac-12 is the Pac-12." They stink. the only people yeah. that know about that are Luke Walton and people that live here. Yeah. It's kind I'm of not funny, saying I was, I was. not saying I was tooting the horn. I know I cut you off. I'm sorry, but I'm not saying I was tooting the horn for the Pac-12 because I said the same thing. Because everybody I talk to lives on the East Coast, but I heard a little bit of people saying like, "Oh, NBA town, NBA town, NBA talent." NBA talent. What in a the NBA Pac-12? Pac-12? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it's kind of funny that people are just like, oh, the games are on later, like, so we're not going to watch them, so they're just not good.
0: Yeah, it's kind of how it is, though. That's the thing about Portland. Nobody watches Trailblazers games. Yeah. Nobody. I don't blame them for it. They're a fun team usually. This year they're not as good, or I guess they're kind of on par this year. Yeah. Because I know that the West is weird where there's usually two teams at the top and then everybody else like from three to seven is usually a game and a half separating each other. I remember a few years ago, there was the, uh, there was the game where the last night of the NBA season seeds three through eight were, or three through nine were all decided. And it was just all in one night. I think it was, if Portland lost, they would have been the seven. If they yeah. won, they were the three. It was, that was the year it was, a. Uh, the Timberwolves, the year Jimmy Butler brought them to the playoffs, they beat they beat Denver, I think, in overtime. In it was like a playing game. It was a yeah. one. It was more or less a one game playoff because they played each other and were tied for the eight seed. And that was whoever won that game got in. And that was I remember that being absolutely electric. That's why yeah. I'm kind of glad they're doing that playoff again this year. Doing yeah, that'll fun. be fun. Especially since if you're like you got to think the Sixers are most likely going to be a top two seed where they could get the ten seed Pacers who are like five games under 500 right now.
1: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, it's definitely going to be more beneficial to the team, I guess, teams at the top than it is to the team that gets in. Like, It's not really going to matter for them.
0: Yeah, like right now how these stacks up, I know there's so many teams that are right in the same spot where the playing game right now is the Knicks, Hornets, Pacers, and Bulls are the bottom four. They're the six through uh, six through nine. Or excuse yeah. me, seven through nine. I mean, those can change. Like, the Celtics are a game out of – a game and a half. The Celtics are a game and a half out of ten. So, the Celtics on a night-to-night basis are, oh, we're back in the hunt to when's Brad Stevens going to Indiana. Just yeah. resign. Yeah. I think that is true, by the way. I think that's – I think that is going to happen. I think it's I done. I would yet. like
1: to see it happen, but I don't really think – I don't, it's that would be. I mean, he said no, he has said that he's not doing it multiple times.
0: I mean, you, how do you say you are? I you can't say you are even thinking about it. You
1: have I to, I know, but that. They, they're they gonna have to make him the like highest paid, they will. Basketball coach but of I, all time.
0: I also think he knows that if the Celtics don't make the finals this year, they got to fire them. Yeah, you have to. If you don't, if you go to three conference finals in four years only come close once like you didn't even win you came close once the the lebron year like you almost beat that Cavs team they yeah. were up three two going in they were up three two going back to boston i think i think no it was three two they were a home team it was three two going to cleveland they won in cleveland or they lost in cleveland lost at home and then they just didn't go back but <laughs> they did I- go back a bunch of times just haven't won
1: yeah I think it'd be the right decision for him, but
0: that's why I, I think know. he'll do it. I think he's from there. I think I think it's a lock. The guy from didn't the guy from Indiana come out and say we're not doing this, but we're not going to hire anybody anytime soon. Yeah, he <laughs> like just said we're really going to take our time with this one.
1: Yeah, I think just, that
0: means it's a ticking time bomb.
1: There was a report that just came out saying it said most of the guys on their list have like an affiliation with the school and he doesn't really. That,
0: exactly. That means they're not interviewing anybody. Yeah. That means, unless Brad Stevens but I don't somehow think he... saves his job, then yeah, they're hiring internal and starting again next year when he gets fired.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. He obviously, like, can't say that he's going to take the job, but he could just say, like, nothing. He doesn't even know
0: anything about it right now. I feel like it's a, bad look i think i think if you say oh i'm not really focused on that then everybody's looking oh is there a chance i think you it's like kyrie when he came out and said 10 times in a row i'm not leaving boston i'm not leaving boston i'm not leaving boston and the second his contract was up he moved out of boston never thought about coming back (laughs) like i remember a lot of people that were celtics fans that i know were like oh no he said he's staying he's staying he's staying." that nobody you can't say you're not yeah nobody wants to lie but you have to in that situation
1: yeah i guess that's true I hope – I really hope it happens.
0: I love it. As a new college basketball fan, I haven't been a college basketball fan ever. Like, just watch a college basketball game. Yeah. Haven't done it. I was very into it this year. How did that happen? I think because – well, I got into Rothstein last year before the tournament. We talked about that earlier. And then also St. Joe's Anytime, Anywhere schedule I loved.
2: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So I was like very in on that, and then the first game I know we should have beaten Auburn, and I was like, all right, we're definitely surprising Kansas. Kansas just played Gonzaga, we're, if they, they almost beat them, and I'm like, if they beat if they beat Gonzaga, there's no way they beat us. And then St. Joe's was up one with at the 16 minute uh, media timeout. Yeah, I was like, it's gonna happen, and they promptly <laughs> lost by 25 or 23, or 22. That's good. Actually. And it was just a spiral downhill from there.
1: I have to say uh, me and me and my roommates were just discussing this. I have been seeing a lot of tweets like this recently and I don't like them To um, about how can you watch college basketball the quality of play is so much worse?
0: Nobody watches it for the quality of play. Yes, yeah, it's exactly. It's pageantry. No,
1: no one yeah, no one's watching it because they think the play is any is better.
0: Two like, two there's two kinds of people that watch college basketball. People that are looking out for the draft and people that like teams, not players.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Nobody
0: watches college basketball because like, oh, this is such good basketball. Like, yeah. No, it's because it's schools. People can, people can hook onto a school. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Especially because it's like your alma mater. So many people, how many D1 colleges are there? 180 something?
1: Uh, There's like, there's like 300. There's uh,
0: 300. It's 300. Like the majority of people that went to college, went to a D1 school, just pure numbers based. And it's like even even people that want like anybody that went to a Penn State campus, yeah. Any Penn State like there's a hundred people that go to Penn State Maine right now. If you include all those, there's about probably 150,000 people that go to a Penn State school in a four-year period. Yeah. Like that's every single one of those people are Penn State fans. Yeah. It's that's like
1: it's exact, exactly how I feel. I was like, it's just fun. Like no one's watching it. Because they're like, wow, this is such good quality of
0: play. It's Nobody just, talks like, about the best NBA arenas. Yeah. Because they're new every twenty years. Baseball yeah. has a little bit of it, but in terms of basketball, especially right now, how many how many historic uh yeah, like, schools are being played in right, right now? Yeah. When I went but, to Kansas, it was the coolest thing I've ever done. Yeah. Sports wise. I don't this, know if I talked about that. Snuck on the like I walked on the court, like touched the rim. It was very cool.
1: That is pretty cool. It was very jumped like
0: jump. Yeah, it was. I don't know how I got up. I had like a backpack on camera around my neck. It was didn't want really to make too much noise. Yeah. But yeah, like I like I brought my camera in. It was closed too. like it was closed, but somebody let me in. And so I was like, oh, I just want to go around and take pictures. Like, oh, all right, that's fine, whatever. So I went around. It was like unreal. Yeah. I want to do that. like Pelestra's on my list. Hinkle's on my list. It was um, UCLA's on my list. Like, yeah. all those.
1: Yeah, I want to go to uh, Cameron Indoor and Fog Allen at some point.
0: Yeah, like it's definitely a 1,000% worth it. Especially seeing it empty it was very cool because I've never been in an arena like that empty where yeah. I've been to the palestra but it's always been full where just an empty palestra I feel like it would be very hollow.
1: Yeah, I've, I've seen an empty palestra a couple of times. Pretty cool.
0: Definitely worth it.
1: But, yeah. If you want
0: to drive... 20 hours to Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah,
1: there'd be no other reason for me to go to Kansas. So,
0: Kansas City, if you want to go to a Chiefs game, it's, yeah, um, 40, it's 40 minutes away. It's right. It's like I didn't realize how close some schools were to cities, like Ann Arbor's 20 minutes away from Detroit. Didn't yeah. know that. So, like stuff like that, I didn't realize that a lot of these schools are near cities. Yeah. yeah anyway,
1: that, that was just really grinding my gears seeing that stuff. So.
0: <laughs> anyway, the Sixers are first in the East. They have a very easy schedule to go. Um, they have one of the – I think they have the they have the bottom five best schedules in terms of their schedule is very easy going forward. Yeah. Um, they have two stretches where it's going to be a little rough, to be honest. It's – right now they're about to start it. It's at Golden State, at both L.A.s, at Denver. That's – that's a tough one. Just objectively, I know it's a little bit easier now that Steph's out, LeBron's out, AD's out. I think you can go at least two and two. You should yes. go at least two and two. That's
1: what I was going to say. I think they go two and two, and if they do that, they'll be in good shape.
0: And that's also really all you can hope for on a road trip like that, yeah. where you're playing some of the best teams in the uh, in the Western Conference, and you don't have your best, you have your player. best player. Yeah, I think if they and they go four. They go four now.
1: Oh. Yeah, I agree with that.
0: They go to Cleveland also as part of the uh, road trip. They have a lot of road games coming up. They'll probably
1: lose to Cleveland.
0: Honestly. Like, they have right now um, five of their next. They have five on the road, two at home, and four on the road. And they played the Knicks. So, six on the road, two at home, four on the road. I mean,
1: being on the road kind of makes it tough, but I still think – I mean, the I'm probably just gonna chalk up the Clippers and the uh, Nuggets as a as losses, losses, but other than that, I don't really see many issues for them.
0: I think they bring Embiid back for the Minnesota game on April 3rd. That's the first home game back. I think that's just a natural bring back game. Yeah. Well, now I'm thinking about it, I don't know because that's not for another week and a half. Which actually, no, that would make sense. It's yeah, I good. think they hold them until Minnesota.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that.
0: So after problem. this. After that homestand – or the road trip to uh, – they have a tough road trip playing Cleveland to cap it off. Then they have Minnesota at home, Memphis at home, at Boston, at New Orleans, at Oklahoma City. That's a – you need to run off some wins there because yeah. after that it's chaos for three weeks. You yeah. have – after that you have at Dallas – Brooklyn, LA, Golden State, Phoenix at Milwaukee at Milwaukee,
1: which is that's going to be a seven game.
0: You're hoping for four and three.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be awesome if they could
0: do that. And then after that, it's smooth sailing. It's yeah. I'm looking at Atlanta, San Antonio, Houston, Chicago, Detroit, Miami, Orlando again, Oklahoma City. It's just not those last games. That's let's see. 12 games, you can win 11 of them pretty easily.
1: I, I think it's going to be really tough for them to hang on to the one seed, but because of that final stretch, I don't think it's impossible at all.
0: When you look at Brooklyn, Brooklyn just lost. The Sixers have a one-game lead over them in the, in the East right now. Right, Their schedule going forward is – at least at first glance, looks harder with – it looks harder, but it's not actually now that I'm looking at it. There are tough stretches at the end, though, where they have yes. Portland, Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Dallas, Denver all in a row. But, yeah, theirs is probably easier than ours is because for the Sixers, you look at it, and if you look at the Sixers schedule on ESPN's website, it has all the national televised games for the Sixers, and those are all tough games. They look at the Nets, and it's 80% of them. And they're you look at it, it's like, oh, they're playing against Charlotte or against New Orleans on ESPN. Like, that's not a tough game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I, I think it's kind of realistic that they could finish with the one seed, but it's going to take a lot, a little bit of help, and – they're going to have to win a few games that you wouldn't really expect them to.
0: Yeah, it's all dependent on Embiid. um, Yeah. Really. But I think depending on what moves they make, depending on if there's any injuries, hope there's not to anybody. But um, clearly the last few weeks has shown that it is happening. I think more now because the shortened offseason for some guys, the – Games are a little closer together. There's a lot more four games and five nights this year than there usually is. Yeah. Um, I just think guys are getting hurt more. Um, so yeah, I I don't know. I I think that the ones he's going to be very tough to hold on to. Um. Yeah. I. Any predictions? I hope we talk before the playoffs.
1: Yeah. Well, do you think, I think that, we will? Do, do you the, think they'd drop yeah. anywhere worse than two? Like I think they were going to. Be Top two, different. definitely.
0: Yeah. I, I don't think they'll drop a little Milwaukee. I don't think Milwaukee – they don't scare me that much. I mean, in the playoffs, they don't – I don't think it really matters if they're the two or the three because your second-round game is against them either way. It's really just – I'd rather not play Boston in the first round. I don't think they'd have a problem with Boston, but I'd prefer yeah. not to play them. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, the Bucks are playing, the Pacers right now. Um, I'm pulling their schedule up. Theirs is – Two Philly, two Brooklyn, Golden State, Portland, both LA's once on the road. This looks a little tougher than both the uh, both the Sixers and Brooklyn's Milwaukee's looks tougher. So I think it'll I think everything's gonna stay pretty pretty tight knit between those top three. But I think the only change you'll see is the uh, the Sixers yeah. and Nets if you say it. But again, I wouldn't be surprised if the Nets just say. We're going to ease K- Day- KD back and we want to rest guys for the playoffs. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I could see that too. And maybe Kyrie's birthday turns birthday into party. a birthday Co- party. Yeah. COVID, Co- COVID issues. Issue. Yeah. That actually seems like a possibility.
0: I mean, that's what happened the last time. Yeah. When he had, I think he was at his sister's birthday. That's why I really brought the birthday thing up today. It was the last, a uh, couple months ago, he was at his sister's birthday. And then now it's a.
1: That would be hilarious if he actually had a birthday party and then got
0: covid there's just just a scare he's got to sit out for a week yeah I mean that's the difference between potentially a seed yeah I mean I don't think Kyrie necessarily is moving the needle as much as KD and Harden are yeah I'd agree but I still think he's a
1: makes some difference yeah he's very good yeah (laughs) I think we should bank on this birthday party getting out of hand and (laughs) I'm hoping for it the six years hang on to the one seed
0: that's all I have. Any I other thoughts before you head out?
1: Uh, not really. I think um, I'm kind of – the only other thing I would say is I'm, I kind of like this uh, Embiid-less team. I kind of like it for the other guys. I think it's a good
0: – How about Yeah, Yeah. He looks great. without Every game Embiid's out, Furcom looks great. I, think I don't know can... if that's a direct – Making him make plays more, or he's just getting more opportunities to shoot, but he plays much better when he's yeah. to play.
1: I think a two week stretch without him could be beneficial to the other guys. That's all I guess I would say. Put him on the block. Quark Moss. Put... Oh, Trade yeah. Block. Yeah, yeah. That would be perfect right now. Value is
0: probably going to be as high as it will be. He's expiring. Least. Is he? I don't know. What, yeah, I don't know what he's going to get paid. He'll probably get four or five million. He's yeah. only 23. So. Yeah, Who knows? All right. Thanks for tuning in to Sixer Saturdays. We'll see you next time. Hopefully not another four-month layoff, but uh, I I will guarantee it won't be another four-month layoff. How about that?
2: Yeah. I'll Sounds good. As
0: well. All right. Thanks for joining us, and uh, see you next time.